Oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling contest of course <laughs> just go over the top <laughs> go over the top baby <laughs> perfect do you guys have any uh, strong feelings on which movie we should discuss first it could it could have happened to you is that what it is it could it, happen right it, now it could happen to you well it can't happen right now something else has to happen first that's true well <laughs> welcome yeah, back just. to <laughs> welcome back to cage match colon a roundabout way of meeting nicholas cage you do have to do that again <laughs> <laughs> but that was the perfect segue <laughs> It wasn't. It was just the introduction. <laughs> Welcome back to Cage Match, colon, a roundabout way of meeting Nicolas Cage. I'm your host, Sean, here with my co-host. Nick, I'm Nick. And our producer. Peter, hello. And this week, we have a special guest. I'm Brandon White. Good to see you guys. Thanks Welcome. for having me. So, uh, this podcast, we are taking 64 of Nick Cage's best movies. Heavy air quotes. They they heard the, the inflection. Um, and whittling it down to... Whatever we think his best film is, as decided by Nick and myself. No one else, including our guests. Hard parameters right there. There's no rubric. There's no nothing. It's just what we like. It's changed basically every episode. It varies yeah. wildly. Fair enough. The, the first <laughs> much episode. like the performances of Nick Cage. Yeah, and the Very first episode so. that we really kind of bent the rules was the first time Army of One came around. So the so. second episode. I don't think that was really even bending the rules. That's I think true. it was just... Uh, Adapting them to fit what we wanted. We were exploring well, what you wanted. Exploring the space. Yeah, it was an intelligent exploration of rules. It beat adaptation. Adaptation, which I'm, was wrong. Which is no adaptation is a great movie, but it just wasn't you know a contender. Couldn't go the distance. No. It's we'll like get into that. Kissing we'll your get aunt. into that. It's was, like kissing your what? There was a palpable <laughs> tension in the room that y'all couldn't feel. <laughs> oh, just podcast. wait till we get back to the not primal episode. Oh, yeah, no, no. Primal will come back. We're going to do a loser's bracket, bring Primal back. No. Primal against Primal. No, primal just... wins. <laughs> Every <laughs> no, we should... time. Every time it advances. We should do uh, Adaptation versus Primal. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> It'd be sad when Adaptation still lost. <laughs> so, Brandon, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself real quick since we got you in the chair? Uh, no, Nick, for a long time. We went to school together. Uh, he moved up here. Um, I'm a stand-up comic in the Seattle area. I'm kick-ass. That's really about it there Nick you go. made me watch two of the strangest movies i've seen in a long time with these two movies so yeah. it's been an interesting experience very cheap very cheap movies to rent too by the way <laughs> i just want you to know out of the gamut of movies that i could have rented off of any platform these ones were very cheap so i appreciate that i wouldn't know that i personally you personally own these movies yeah. <laughs> i do <laughs> the these are proudly displayed on my wall all right, we have we are different people, that's for sure. <laughs> Nick knows how to do a, go with a bit. No, I'm just committed to a lifestyle. <laughs> a, a cage lifestyle, a Nicolas Cage lifestyle. Yeah, it's the uh, I've got a girlfriend and please don't ever let her leave me because this is all I've got lifestyle. Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Just her and Nicolas Cage. Some people clamor for that. You're, you're lucky you've got it. 
So, Brandon, did you have a, a relationship to Nick Cage movies at all, or is this just because of Nick? This is just because of Nick. Good. <laughs> Has your opinion on the man changed at all? Um, not not so much. There's an episode of Community. I don't know if you guys know this, where they discuss Nicholas Cage, good or yeah. bad, and I kind of agree with the the conclusion of that that he's a good, bad, bad, good. <laughs> and I think these are two examples of both of that. <laughs> a good bad and a bad good i don't think you're wrong there you're not the first people to do a podcast about nicholas cage i'm sure we're we not. Are not we're actually not even the first <laughs> cage match podcast fair enough but we've produced more work than them at this that's point that's true we're better than they are yeah. come at us cage of match. of course i feel like you're <laughs> come better. on our show justify your existence cage for us meta. Words. i don't think we need to start encouraging people encouraging people to start coming on our things <laughs> I'm glad Vegas hasn't changed you, Nick. No. It's emboldened you. <laughs> You're stickier somehow. I don't know. <laughs> it's that come. It's that come. I, got, I got the juice. I do want to tell one quick anecdote about our Vegas trip. On the last night, we got most of everyone together to try and watch one of these movies in a hotel room, and we couldn't get it to work, uh, cast to the TV. So I just suggested Nick and I like cuddle in the bed and watch uh, on a tablet, and no one else was having that. <laughs> Which did you watch while you were cuddling? We started uh, Army of One and then... Uh, we got about as far as the like production splash screen. <laughs> and then John was like, no, you're not doing this. <laughs> and we watched Renfield instead, which I want to win this week. Yeah, good choice. Good movie. I liked it. All right, Renfield goes forward. Next episode. <laughs> Thanks for being here. <laughs> of course, my pleasure. This has been quick. I'll get out of here. <laughs> I'll beat the traffic. We value your time. All right, 1994's It Could Happen to You heavily 1994 i'll <laughs> no tell shit. you that nicholas cage is a new york city police officer who is married to rosie perez for some damn reason and he essentially runs into another woman who is uh bridget fonda, bridget bridget fonda, fonda yeah. uh, who is super hot in this movie didn't think i was gonna think she was that hot but she oh, no she had it and uh she's working at a cafe or something and he he can't pay her so he says if i win the lottery i'll come back tomorrow we can split this ticket and if I win, I'll give you a tip. If not, and then she hilarity ensues from there, I suppose. Hilarity is a strong word. <laughs> uh, a good tie in. This is the week of true stories. Both of these movies are based off of true say, stories. Based off of true stories. So man. we've got that Inspired going. Inspired by true stories, I think, is a better. Well, right. Faulkner's is all true. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I only say that because. So I thought about this while Peter was watching the movie on the airplane at one and a half speed, which. Oh, that must have been rough to listen to Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez at one and a half speed was not pleasant. No, that's a lot. Rosie still Perez can... feels like she's naturally at one and a half speed. <laughs> right. so... I tell you, it was my, my dead father and he had fours in his eyes. Why would it be a four? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I still can't stand those little baby teeth. She's, her teeth are like little bits of corn. Yeah, corn are, stuck in her gums. Weird teeth. I don't like it. So this movie is based on a true story. And Isaac Hayes tells us that this is basically a real story. The cop and his wife in real life still like never got divorced. None of that. So just how rough would it be to like you sell the rights to this story? They make the movie and they just turn you into a terrible shrew. They turn you into Rosie Perez. Well, they did it. So apparently the 64, whatever million dollars they won in 96 did not go as far as they thought it was going to. <laughs> Yeah, it got him got him a couple more weeks down the road. And, you know, I would sell my story at any time to have Nicolas Cage play it, uh, kind of like Gary Faulkner. What about Rosie Perez play it? 
Uh, I mean, it's a take. Yeah. Rosie Perez in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in in my story, it would be great. Uh, no, it there'd probably be some kind of like appropriations call, like oh, she's taking our culture and stuff. <laughs> the internet's wild, man. I know. I live there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there once or twice. It's yeah, a, no. it's a scary place. <laughs> it's where they keep the porn, right? I used to just go but I down think by I've the train tracks. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> every uh, once in a while, I still find like skin rag out in the wild. Mm, no, we I found did a not page. like the term skin rag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the nineties. That's a face-off reference, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we found a, a page blowing down the street up in Capitol Hill the other day when we were at work, and. uh put it on my coworker's windshield it was pretty good it, it had like thought bubbles and stuff uh imprinted on the the pages so you could tell what the lady was thinking it was mostly about butt stuff that's pretty progressive yeah. i don't think if you read the thought bubble you'd find it progressive <laughs> it's incredibly sexy and gross okay so this movie i mean sucks but you can cut that out <laughs> The plot is terrible. <laughs> I mean, just uh, there's there's nothing that that causes one thing to happen. Can't go from one spot to another. They just like this is the part of the plot we need to get to. Now we're at this part of the plot. Now we're at this part of the plot. Now there's no ex explanation. Right. And like now just, we're playing baseball with kids. Yeah. yeah nothing exactly, really drives right? <laughs> the story except for just like oh let's show how good they are and how shitty Rosie Perez. Right. Is. Uh, the one. Uh, the fact that he can just find her places too, where he's just like, Oh, I got kicked out and I'm going to go to the plaza and she happens to be at the plaza. And then he gets kicked out again. And he's like, I'm just walking in this spot in New York. And she happens to be there in the largest city in the entire world made no sense. It's super convenient. Yeah. I, I will say that I was in New York recently and I ran into my across the street neighbors just arbitrarily walking around in the city. Was it like a super touristy place, though? No. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty weird. Got me on that one. <laughs> but um, I think my daughter has to shit. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's why I don't want kids. <sighs> I, uh, I like that this was unapologetically 90s. They have a scene that's like roller skating. Roller blading. Roller blading. Yeah. Skating. yeah, very true. Let's talk about Nick Cage's hair in this, because it's uh, kind of there. God, I'm trying to remember this. Is This is still kind of like pushy-backy thinning right yeah mm -hmm. okay it's very wispy this is back when he just looked like a kind of normal handsome dude yeah he still had like the weird teeth yeah he hadn't jumped into like veneers yeah. and plugs and stuff he just looks like a normal guy pre-work yeah. no work done on him yet yeah i do have to say i like nicholas cage fully worked out that's the only time you're gonna see like really weird nicholas cage too Right, like, like the final product. Yeah, leather jackets and giant bejeweled glasses and karate chops sure, and like sure. probably a studded belt. Those are my Nicolas Cages. Did she shit? False alarm. No, no shitting. Oh, huh? <laughs> no, she was just wandering was, around in her room. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> you gotta put like some cow chops down so whenever she does before yeah. she's got a shit, usually. Or? Yeah, kind of. Okay, fair enough. Just, she's like, just walking it out, dad. Just trying to find a spot. This is a good spot to <laughs> shit. This is doing like circles? Day, day nine of not pooping. So. Oh, what? Oh, we're back she's into that again. Huh? Okay. okay. Wow. I mean, yeah, I knew so that. So it's, it's imminent, you know. Gee. I read an article uh, this weekend about Disney employees having a special like code, like radio code for when some human guest has shit in the queue at one of the <laughs> one of the rides. They call it a, a human code H because a code H was just when the horse craps on the parade. 
But apparently it's a far more common thing. And my brother confirmed it that humans will just drop trow and take a shit in the middle of the queue of like the new like oh we're Star talking Wars. intentionally we're not talking somebody shit their pants on accident no we're no talking. like they didn't want to go find a bathroom they didn't want to ask somebody to just like get out of line hold their spot there's usually a mid-queue bathroom that's accessible but yeah people yeah. will just like take a crap and then like just walk off well if you're just gonna leave anyways Ooh. why did you just How sit you here and wait not see that though? oh no people will see it and that's why they leave because now they're the people with the kid who shat in the queue why not just leave then yeah, know. that was the point, that's, right? That's yeah. so that's some I don't fair know. logic. All I, of us got little taken aback by that. That like, was actually I, really good logic. Why wouldn't you just leave? If I shat, I mean, I, it makes like, sense to us. But if I was in line for three hours and I shat in the middle of the line, whew, in you, line for three hours, any amount I mean, of time, people stand in those long fucking lines but at Disney. I, yes. Like if I was in line for more than an hour and I had to shit, and I sh- and the only option was to shit right there, I'd stay in that line. I pooped in the parking lot walking into Arrowhead Stadium to go to a Chiefs game one time. I would poop in the parking lot of Arrowhead Stadium, too. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to poop my pants different otherwise. Reasons. But. Yeah, different reasons, I feel. I've pooped in, like, my parents' backyard, but we grew up in the woods and I locked myself out of the house. So the nearest set of keys was, like, 20 minutes away if my grandma stepped on it, wiping with, like, big broadleaf maple leaves and stuff. Just whatever I could reach, yeah. <laughs> It's a cautionary tale. <laughs> Remember your keys, children. Don't marry Rosie Perez. <laughs> that is the biggest life lesson I from this fucking movie. If yeah. I learned anything. Who is Rosie Perez married to? How's he feel about baby corn? He must love it. I'm assuming pretty good. Oh, like little bits of cream corn just stuck in her mouth and he's just, just in there kissing in there. and licking. Just little chicklets. I don't know. I can't get over her mouth. I'm sure she's a very nice lady. Yeah, so this movie doesn't really move along all that well. It's kind of, It kind of just bounces in and out. Yeah, it's a lot of just, here's a scene, here's a scene. Stanley Tucci shows up. That's the best Oh, scene. yeah. Stanley, Stanley Tucci, Tucci shows up for, for no reason in and this movie. He's so hot. I love him in this. He's <laughs> so hairy and weird. Okay, what's your favorite Stanley Tucci part of this movie? That's something uh, we can talk positively about. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The and, scene where he's just in the robe. Yeah, yeah. eating the macadamia nuts. So good. For sure, for sure. I love when he just takes the nuts from her and locks and her out. Closes the door, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also like, because I, I notice weird shit like this, when he's in the towel, like he squats at one point, and he's wearing underwear. I saw that too. So I, think I was checking. I wanted to see some tooch like, dong. Why? Why in the world would you? It's just continuity. Continuity that just doesn't make sense in it, this movie. It broke the fourth wall for you. It How do you, you get in all? there? Like she unlocks the door to get in there. There's no damage. I'm assuming anything. it's. I mean, I'm assuming it was their apartment maybe yeah so he's still they had were access to it very true yeah. i did like how uh in his first scene when he calls her up and he's like at the payphone he's combing like those wisps <laughs> of hair that homer simpson haircut he has all 17 the of his hair of a head of hair that yeah. he still has <laughs> i loved his reaction when he when she's all like you just want the money and he's like what no what money no you want something <laughs> I also well, for half a second incredible. when I saw him because I didn't see the whole cast list first. I thought he was like a young Jim Rash. Oh, I was like, what is he? Do? Oh, no, that's not Jim Rash. And <laughs> I, looked it up and I was like, Stanley Tucci. Never saw that connection till now. We do get a couple of Tucci connections in our movies. There's yeah. this and Kiss of Death. I think those are them. Those are they. <laughs> yeah, they them. Those right. is these. I thought this movie is fucking charming. I think I agree with you. The plotline is stupid as fuck and it's meandering. But It's a romantic comedy. It's cute. It's charmed. It's It's cute. I I enjoy it. I had fun. 
I do like that they fall for each other and that they are adorable. Yeah. Like they are a very cute couple. That is, that is an endearing quality. I also like all the product placement in it. She says you have to have forever things and she's talking about like Hellman's Mayo or something like that. Oh yeah. Oh no, she's a uh, miracle oh, yeah. with yeah. At one point they mentioned Jiffy Pop is in there. Like there's a whole like just that 90s thing of oh. But yeah, Miracle Whip. <laughs> now I don't think Bridget Fonda's hot anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> She put an appropriate amount of bacon on there. It looked pretty fine, but Miracle Whip is just not right. She did just have like a dope sandwich like she could just whip up out of nowhere, even though she was super broke. Well, I mean, it is like a four ingredient item. Yeah, but still. Maybe five if you count the She got docked all the pay from the cafe job. I know. That job sucked. Yeah, that guy was an asshole. Also, who is she to think that showing up late is not going to dock your wages? Right. Like, you're a waitress. You're hourly. I well, I haven't met a salaried one yet, but <laughs> she apparently had sick time, though, because she mentions that to him. She says coming up, though. She says, I have like three weeks of sick time coming. But he does say if you want to use it, get sick. Yeah. Which I've had employers pull that on me, too, which is also dumb. Fucking bosses. Secret. Yeah. Just tell your boss you shit your pants that morning. That's all you gotta fucking do. Tell him you ate too many raspberries and shit the bed. You could also be super fat and just say you (laughs) ate something funny. That's what I do all the fucking time. That's what I do all the time. And they've never like, yeah, no, dude, you you just stay home. We know you're not feeling well. (laughs) (laughs) Too often in my career, like, I mean, it'd work, but I'd have to find a new job. (laughs) Like, it would be ridicule. We already play games like uh, Farty Friday. Where we're just competing with farts. You must work with all dudes. Uh, almost exclusively. Party Friday does not sound like a female thing. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we haven't found the one who wants to play yet. But when I do, I'm sorry, Josie. Right. <laughs> this is why. This is why I stopped uh, running D and D on Fridays. Oh well, yeah, I do get pretty gassed up. <laughs> um, but back to the Peter's thing. No, this movie's cute. It's. It's a romantic comedy. It's a Nick Cage romantic comedy of this time. There's this family man. They tried to make him like a leading romantic comedy guy. And this is the better of them. And it's got like a mystical black dude in it. Yeah. Oh, I keep forgetting. Uh, I always Hayes. forget Isaac Hayes. Yeah, with Angel. This. He's the, he's with the, the lobster tie, if you will. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's just like he's omniscient to the whole story. But at the end, he's. He's just stalking these people the yeah. whole movie. Yeah. And then at the end, he's just like, oh, by the way, I'm a good guy. Like I like he like because he shows up in all these scenes and at the end shows up as a homeless man. Yeah, to eat some pie. To eat some like pie. I liked his mime work. <laughs> Great physical comedy. But had like a secret camera watch that wasn't that secret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's like everywhere and he's narrating this movie only to like be a photographer slash yeah journalist I, I kind of just accept his narration as if like he's telling us obviously throughout this whole thing he's telling us the story and his moments of narration are just like an overlay yeah and it's just everything's happening in the past to him yeah just as it is to us because this is 2023 but it's just such a weird like structure mm, yeah it is to it make is. him an actual character later rather than just never explain it and have him just be magical Magical Black Man is by far the better role. To their credit, though, about with well, about 18 minutes left in this movie, I was like, how are they going to make this happy at the end? And he was the only reason that made it happy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he turned it all around for them. Could you imagine if they just ended that movie and they were like, well, you're poor now, but you're in love. Bye. Like, <laughs> that might have won an Oscar. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, it's so real. <laughs> Any major discoveries on rewatching it? I enjoyed it about as much as I enjoyed it the first time. It rekindled my hatred for Rosie Perez's teeth. <laughs> I can't get over it. I'm sorry. I just hate those Rosie teeth. Perez's teeth are like my your penis to Sean thing. Sean can't get over your penis mm. in the moonlight, and I can't get over Rosie Perez's teeth. It looks good in moonlight, man. What can I say? Unlike her teeth. <laughs> Heroin, I tell you. You're going to have to cut out five minutes of teeth talk. <laughs> nope. This is not. This is talking teeth. Yeah, we're, we're back to teeth. a dental pod. <laughs> no, this movie didn't give me anything new on a rewatch. I mean, it's, it's enjoyable. I mean, yeah. for what it is, I'm never in the mood for a romantic comedy. It's not something I go to often, but having to watch it, I yeah. didn't hate it. You know, since you are familiar with the um, cage of it all from Community, the good, bad, bad, good concept, where would you pop this one? For just Nick Cage himself. Yes. I would say it's on the good, bad spectrum, just because he's pretty good in it. Like, he's not a bad actor in it. It's just not that good of a movie for him to be in the good, good spectrum. You know, you can't get everything with it, but I think it falls in the good, bad. I, I feel it's a real middling movie. So good, good, bad is about all I can do for it. It's not good enough to be good. Just summer entertainment or it, it's ultimately fluff. I would go good cage. I enjoy him in this and. Like I said, the film is charming. Fluff is a good word for it. There's no fluff is a good no, no great substance. I don't I'm not offended by the film, but it's not something I would seek out. Did you have a favorite like stunt they pulled? Could be Nicolas Cage, could be Bridget. Oh, Bonnet, I just like the whole, the whole rollerblading sequence oh. where, he oh, yeah, where he just rolls like right straight into the, lake. into the lake for some reason. Oh. <laughs> for some reason, she can stop on the grass, but he can't. I just don't. It's just <laughs> that whole thing where I was just I was I, like, this well, is he just the leans 90s. in this like a definitely... speed skater. He's like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't ah! Naruto runs right into the lake. <laughs> straight <laughs> I really do enjoy uh, did enjoy like the one part of this movie where it actually becomes kind of like a cop drama and he has to stop the robbery in the bodega and he gets shot yeah. tackling that guy through the window. I'm like, ah, this doesn't fit into this movie at all. It does show him being a nice cop. And Oh, his uh, partner is in this. Uh, what's his name? Wendell, Wendell Pierce. Wendell Pierce. Fuck yeah. Fucking love yeah. Wendell Pierce. <laughs> I like that. He uh, stops the robber with a can of beans or whatever. It yeah. Is. <laughs> yeah. He just, just picks wait, it off. What brand was it? <laughs> Ooh, uh, it must've been Heinz. Well, I feel like it would have been like Bushes or something. Mm. Who needed it most in 1994? <laughs> Probably Bushes. All they had were those dog commercials. Yeah, back right. Then. All they had was the dog had the secret recipe for yep. a while. <laughs> I like that dog's when... long dead by now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Nobody I'll... knows that recipe. <laughs> I liked when Rosie Perez was remodeling their place and what it turns out to be. Like the gross pink walls, the painting of the her over the painting of her, of her is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's like God damn it, Rosie Perez or whatever her name, the Muriel with the heart yeah. of gold. <laughs> uh, such terrible taste. I did indulge in a bit of the uh, one and a half time uh, on the plane yesterday, trying to just get this in. <sighs> just there. get through it. Yeah. I feel, yeah. <laughs> but just yeah, Rosie Perez in chipmunk voices is a thing. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I, I I mean, I would probably just have trouble with watching a comedy sped up 
I feel like it would take a lot of adjustment for me to like settle into the timing. But I guess the whole point that we mentioned earlier is it's not that much of a comedy. It's really more just the like romantic with a little bit of haha. Yeah, it's chuckles. That's know. all it gets. It's not as depressing as The Family Man. Less camel toe. No, wait, Family Man was the other one. Never mind. I was thinking Weatherman. Oh, yeah, no. The uh, Family Man has Family Jeremy Man Piven. Also didn't have camel toe. <laughs> no, but it had Jeremy Piven, a <laughs> human camel toe. <laughs> uh, and with that, should we discuss Army of One? Because there is a camel in that one. There is, there is a camel. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, uh, do you want to? Sure. Throw this one out there for us. Army of One is the absolutely true story of Gary Brooks Faulkner, a guy from Colorado who gets a mission from God to go to Pakistan, find Osama bin Laden, capture him and bring him back for justice and stuff. So he meets up with Wendy. What's her face from Reno 911. They form a relationship and he keeps dipping out on her to try to go to Pakistan. And she's just cool with it. <laughs> that is the weirdest part about this movie. I mean, she she gets tired of it after like the third yeah. time. But still lets him move right back in every time. Right. Well, she's working three jobs and has a handicapped child. She doesn't have a lot of energy left for <laughs> fighting this uh, largely inoffensive thing living in her house thanks I, I couldn't get behind the idea of there being like instant romance and attraction there it's yeah. like, other than the fact that they set it up as like oh we're old high school sweetheart kind of people or whatever yeah. or at least used to be hot for each other i love the tramp stamp though <laughs> the tramp stamp yeah that's you still got the tattoo oh yeah <laughs> man Oh, no. As soon as I threw this movie in, I was like, I remember exactly why I love this movie so much. Gary Faulkner is just absurd. Yeah. The series of him telling people what not to buy and what not in Home Depot is just <laughs> perfect. Hilarious. My favorite scene is still him buying the hang glider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So can I take this apart? How many pieces should I come? The dude's like, don't do that. Don't doesn't come apart. One, one piece. <laughs> What song should I use to pump myself up? I don't know. Tom Petty. Wrong answer. <laughs> yeah. So you, you hadn't seen this one either, right? No, I hadn't seen either of these. I actually, when it said something about being this absurd, it, it's I did the same thing with Tiger King. I stopped it immediately and I researched what the fuck was going on. Because I thought Tiger King was like an excellent mockumentary with really good actors oh because <laughs> that's how strange it was i was like nobody can write this this movie had that same effect on me i five six minutes and i was like gary faulkner what the fuck and i stopped it and i researched this man nick cage does a good job with the voice too that dude's voice is weird yeah it's life. not as far it's not as right, cage right, takes right. it but he's got a voice so like amp it up right i do forget that in this film Nicholas Cage playing Gary talks about getting Nicholas Cage to play him. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> I had forgotten that. That was something that I, I caught again on rewatch. It was like, oh, yeah. It's super meta. I yeah. loved it, though. <laughs> Don't you I, think I, I got like real Nicolas into Cage? it, though. Like, once I kind of understood the style and, like, this is not going to be a high class film, <laughs> and I got over that, I was like, okay, let's just have fun for an hour and a half. And that's what it is. It's a fun movie. Exactly. It's ridiculous. And Will Sasso's in it for some damn reason. And Paul. <laughs> Paul Scher is his yeah. friend like it's just like you Pickles. could tell 
that this director was like, I have four friends in comedy who have an okay <laughs> following and they can act a little bit. I love when they're in that bar and uh, with the knife, <laughs> with the knife and the Marines. <laughs> he just goes, oh, this has happened like nine times already. Like, you stabbed your friends Not straight good, up. Gary. <laughs> Why would anybody give Gary the knife ever? Uh, he brings <laughs> what? the knife. In Gary's defense. Why did Will Sasso walk in front of the dartboard? Right. That's what I'm talking about. Because it's not like it went wide. I imagine he just like pops up. Yeah. (laughs) Like he was just crouching down and just like for comedic effect, jumped up. I'm done pissing, guys. (laughs) Or this is a planned thing that they do to get out of like (laughs) bar fights. fights. (laughs) Every time Gary gets like too wound up, he has to do the knife thing. Oh, another thing that I didn't didn't catch the first time, but did the second, is when he gets that boat. It's called the Ares, and then he just paints a G on it. <laughs> that's hilarious. I missed that. <laughs> that. Oh. That's now, fantastic. Just yeah. Now this, we watched this for the second episode because it was adaptation of this, and I was not ready for what this was as like the third Nick Cage movie I watched for this grand experiment. Yeah. Upon rewatch, this movie fucking rocks. It's incredible. It's one of those I didn't like. Like I will not admit, other than here, that I was really into this movie. <laughs> good thing we haven't. Really good thing we haven't recorded. Right? No shit. <laughs> but it's super fun. It's just if you want to do something mindless for an hour and a half or two hours, however long it is, it was fun. It's like a tight ninety. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah. You don't really have to pay attention. Like the whole plot is he's gonna go to uh, Pakistan. Pakistan. That's the whole plot of the movie is that he's going to figure out how to get there. And he tries to so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, the CIA in oh God, Pakistan Rain, as well. Rain, Rain, Rain Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, I was going to say it's somebody weird, too. It's Rain Wilson. What a strange to be like, hey, you're playing a CIA agent. Like, yeah. <laughs> a CIA agent who's obsessed a- with going undercover. Right. As like wants a- to be a Dutch James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how strongly they believe that, like, Gary Faulkner is just some deep cover person and they can flip him. They can get him onto their side. It's just so weird. I'm on a mission from God. Is that is that your handler? Yeah, is that your handler's name? <laughs> that whole sequence where they're questioning him is pretty good. And it's like pretty back and forth pretty quick, too. I liked it a lot. I think most of the dialogue in this connects really well between everybody on mm-hmm. like in the scenes. Yeah. Nick Cage carries this film. Definitely. Oh, 100 percent. And he carries it very well. He yeah. he's just I don't know. He is a whole nother person like I. It's not a character that I see him reproduce. No. Although if they ever did it again and had Army of Two, him and the daughter. Yeah, Lizzie. I'd be all for it. (laughs) Call her Wheeled Justice. (laughs) In a word. I just want some kind of like monster truck wheelchair. (laughs) She still doesn't talk. He straps her to the hang glider instead of a radio. Oh, my God. It's a fun little detail, from- too. Just we need to have a radio. And then when he gets it, there's a radio on there. And just like the dumbest little things that this movie did from for me. like from the opening of him actually just showing him hang gliding with the sword right. with the boombox. Cutting to him in dialysis, talking about how America has the best chicken wings. wings. <laughs> and it just doesn't stop. I said this last time, and I still like how this movie knows exactly when it's over. Yeah. They're like, all right, you, you wanted to see it. Here's him and Osama uh, sword fighting in a cave poorly. 
<laughs> you got oh, it. Man. Five minutes later, we're going to wrap this movie up. You're going to go home. Exactly. And you're going to be done and out of here, right? That one, that sword fight's still awesome. Like getting the sword the stuck, sword's in, the stuck ceiling. in the ceiling is when, hilarious. When they go like sword to sword and it vibrates. The <laughs> so oh, like, my fingers. Oh, my fingers, fingers tingle. <laughs> you're hallucinating because you haven't had dialysis for 13 days. It's yeah. just so good. It's just a fun little movie. Yeah. I like that he called himself the Donkey King. Oh, yeah. Was that ever explained in the movie? It's a spirit just, animal. Well, <laughs> spirit animal, but like his dad used to call him a jackass. <sighs> oh, yeah. okay, okay. All that's the where time. they get Donkey. But just randomly, at one point, that's the first note I took. I'm Gary Faulkner, the Donkey King, and I was like, "What? <laughs> Big Why G? did he say the Donkey King? Just I have so no idea what's going on with this." I love nicknames throughout this movie. There's so many nicknames like Gary's like <laughs> Big G or G Man, uh the Donkey King. <laughs> he calls himself G for a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh Osama bin Laden is OBL. <laughs> He's the OBL. bearded one. He's Benny Boy. <laughs> it's just so fun. Like they had a lot of fun with the writing. Yes, and very much so. Just I, figuring out how to call everybody out. I do like how when he finally like wakes up in the cave and he's hallucinating the fight with uh, Bin Laden. And he asks Bin Laden about like, this doesn't look like anything like your episode of Cribs. (laughs) (laughs) And his own fantasy version of Bin Laden doesn't know what he's talking about. (laughs) Yeah. So much fun. I think the Uh, only thing that sucks about this movie at this point is Russell Brand, but yeah, he didn't age well. No, fair enough. Yeah. When you know what was going on at that time and then you watch this movie and you're like, oh, this guy is a creep. All right. Whatever. Yeah. His performance, I was totally cool with. But uh, everything else nowadays, his personality, not so much. The physical comedy in this movie is astounding. It's not over the top. But it's just enough where like he's running after somebody at one point when he's already in Pakistan and he falls on like the scaffolding oh, and he yeah. gets somebody goes, why is the scaffolding there? Like- when he's chasing the shooter. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, I love that because he like jumps down and it falls and, and then he reprimands them for not using American, American wood. <laughs> I will say uh, the prolonged like scenes in Pakistan where he's just running around or like on a shit ton of hash. All those scenes where there's no like dialogue or story, it's just kind of just a lot of visual stuff because I was on a plane and I had to watch two movies in 24 hours. I'm like, all right, one and a half speed for this. So those chase sequences fucking put that shit to Benny Hill music. It's amazing. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. When he drives the scooter through that market and he's just hitting everything (laughs) like he couldn't possibly do that without being intentional, but just running into everybody old ladies flying off the handlebars and shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) so okay wait i felt like i remembered him cutting somebody's arm off or something but i didn't see it no that didn't okay he did not cut anybody's arm that was renfield that was renfield uh mm, no (laughs) i felt like there was some kind of violence that we just said why didn't that was jujitsu I don't know. <laughs> We've been doing this for 17 months now. Yeah, maybe mm. that was Bangkok Dangerous. I can't remember. Did he have a sword? I don't know. The only crime committed in that was against cinema. <laughs> <laughs> what about Prisoners of the Ghostland? Maybe he had a sword in that one. <laughs> he did have one of his balls sword. blown off. He had a sword hand. Oh, yeah. For the record, I haven't known any movie you guys have named since we started recording <laughs> this. We also, I haven't literally known any of these. Oh, these <laughs> like, are, yeah, sure. We gave this you, is like, good homework. the deepest cuts, too. Like, those are some real fucking dogs. <laughs> it's no dog-eat-dog. No, what is, though? Um, okay, so first time watching this, did you watch this with your uh, family? 
No, I watched it so long. <laughs> Probably was. Shamefully. On the, <laughs> in a dark room. Yeah, it was pretty dark. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting little little romp. It was just, like I said, once I got over like the weird style, like knowing that this was not going to be highfalutin bullshit <laughs> this was definitely gonna be a good thing i'm stoned for it kind of movie i had a great time watching it it was very fun decent soundtrack too like the soundtrack's pretty good can't name specific songs from it but it's decent nothing ever felt like out of place it's not like i mean like they could have put Freebird in this and it would have been fine right, too right so I like that he, whenever he gets hurt for something, he comes back and his, it actually shows that he's hurt. Like at one point he's got an arm cast and another point he's got a cast on his arm and his leg. And he's like, let's go well, out tonight. We saw how he got the uh, arm and leg cast because that's when he did when the he, hang gliding. Yeah, when he but was hang gliding. At one point he just, well, he's on a boat and he just has the arm that's cast. That's what I thought. And he, he was ex- just on the boat with the cast <laughs> for no like reason. The, but he explains doc, it to yeah. the lady cop. The the uh, the security. Oh, guard I shouldn't have prefaced that with lady, right? It's fine to just call it a cop. Yeah, you can, can probably just <laughs> uh, say cop. Asks if he knows how well, to she sail. Boat cop. Oh, boat cops. Uh, asked if he knows how to sail. He's like, of course not. I broke my arm trying to like lift the sail, like hoist the sail. <laughs> he was trying to boat. <laughs> now, if she's a boat cop, she was out of her jurisdiction because she was on land. So That's I wouldn't true. have lif- listened to her either. I water adjacent structures, but. <laughs> What do docks count as? Docks aren't land. Come at me, dock cop. <laughs> Get in that water and give me a citation. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like another Nicolas Cage movie. And then he dock like... Cop. <laughs> that feels like that would be a vehicle that he would pick up. Okay. General thoughts. Obviously, I love this movie. Everybody here loves this movie. You'd be a fool not to, and that's why it beat Adaptation. 100%. Uh, it's still the wrong call. Adaptation should still be here, but I thoroughly enjoyed this film. So much more the second time. I'm mad that I liked it as much as I did this time. Yeah. But I did. It's never going to get old. I love to hate that I know I'll watch it again. You you (laughs) say that. for sure going to watch that again. Yeah. It's perfect. See? It's not going to get old. You know, we're going to watch it at least one more time. (laughs) Yeah, probably. So uh, back to the Venn diagram real quick. Good cage, bad movie, bad movie, good cage, good, bad, bad, good. bad, good. This is definitely bad, good. (laughs) Oh, you think bad performance? No, no, no. I don't think it's a bad performance. I think it's just overall the the budgetary uh, (laughs) amount that they had for this movie. They could not make the movie that they wanted. So it's technically (laughs) a bad movie that is done really, really well. No, okay. I think it's definitely a, uh, we, we generally go like, grading the performance oh i got performance he's it's top notch yeah he's he's such a good character in this whole movie you don't dislike him even though you should dislike him he gives you a thousand reasons to dislike him and you're still like yeah he he deserves everything he's getting here (laughs) where does he get all the money too is my question if he's like supposed to be on some kind of a a yeah he's like a part-time he's like yeah no i'm just out here buying hang gliders and shit like that that can't be cheap flights to pakistan right (laughs) i imagine there's a little more downtime between his uh jaunts to the middle east like the uh it jumps around time-wise a lot at the beginning he's sleeping on a construction site mm-hmm. then wakes up pickles one night and pickles says he's been there for months right so it jumps around i like that we got to see him in his underwear again that's a, yep. a real classic nick cage look in these movies yeah, yeah. the tidy whiteies yeah t-shirt and tidy whiteies yeah really like, showing off that dingy, sack dingy tidy whiteies yeah oh i gotta get me one of those uh american flag uh sleeping bags though because <laughs> that was tight 
great, great performance by Nicolas Cage in that he really disappears into this role and just keeps it up the whole time. Yeah, it never flags. <laughs> Is Nick Cage hard. still like the big method actor crazy? Because I have to imagine this would have been painful to film if that was the case. <laughs> Uh, or, or fucking hilarious, yeah. <laughs> just doing that voice for however long he had to do that voice for, and just the cadence with which he speaks is so different than anything else I've ever seen him in as well. Just the that rambling, <laughs> and then we're gonna do this thing, just goes and goes. He's a great performer in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. It's great performance. I'm gonna say great movie too. I'm gonna say fine it. movie. That is really sold on this performance <laughs> i like that they spend 10 minutes talking about this ramp that he's going to rebuild and then they never show the ramp it takes him all. all movie to get the ramp done <laughs> it's like she finally is ready to throw him out and just comes home and he's putting the last screw in yeah. and it's like which now that we're talking about the time jumps it's like this is a three-year ramp or whatever like that's a fucking disaster yeah i mean we go from w and end with obama yeah. So point, there, there's That's a fair point. amount of time spent in this. Yeah, that that ramp, the the original ramp was terrible. Yeah, admittedly bad. Yeah, um, and mean, she she is in a power chair, so it's not the worst ramp for her to be dealing with. <laughs> it had fucking holes in it. <laughs> it was like them. plywood, like two by two plywood squares just screwed down. It was rough. Like she had trouble walking up it. And she's fully mobile. <laughs> I just liked it, man. I just had, I didn't expect to like it five minutes in. And then I was like, fuck it, let's just go with it. And I just had a good night watching. Oh no, day. I skipped work for another reason, but I watched this during the day, <laughs> which lets you know I got stoned at 2 p.m. So <laughs> respect. <laughs> I respect that. Now, going back to this one, I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did because I. Again, it went up against adaptation. It was our second week. I wasn't ready for it. And just as soon as the hang glider and music kicked in, I'm like, this is going to be fun. And it was. It was a perfect movie to watch on an airplane. I will say that, too. Oh, I'll give you that. Yeah. Time, time passes real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you guys make better airplane movie choices than I do. Yeah, Neither of these movies had any boobs in no them. No boobs. I just look like a creep watching booby movies <laughs> on an aisle seat. You look like a creep before the booby movies. So. I mean, you look like someone who would watch booby movies on, on an, an airplane yes. <laughs> or in a Walmart. <laughs> it's like, I got to see how it looks on this TV. Let me just plug this in real quick. <laughs> hey, man, you want to sell this TV or not? <laughs> they, don't care. they don't care at a Walmart. No. <laughs> it's not the worst thing you'll see all day at a Walmart. Mm, no. <laughs> People will poop on the floor at a Walmart. Yeah, probably. On purpose. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's a, just a statement. They all work there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the important question then in this concept, one of these movies has to advance. So your vote doesn't matter, Brandon, but what would you have advanced it's, between the it's two? It's 100% Army of One. 100%. There's, maybe if I can give it 200%, I will. John? It could happen to you. That's oh, not true. Dick. <laughs> lies. All lies. Is it true? Is that lies and really poppycock. No, it's Army of One. Of course yes. it is. Uh, army of one all the way this movie this movie's it, gonna win <laughs> it going probably distance, is man. his best movie. My shot. <laughs> i see no other reason to hang out tonight it's army of one, army of one. do you guys want to watch army of one <laughs> let's do it i can do it pop it on it's only 90 minutes yeah nick and i didn't get to watch this one together no cuddling. we tried no cuddling for the army of one well thanks brandon 
My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, you want uh, you got anything you want to pitch? You want to sell us on? Uh, no. If you're ever looking for a comedy, just look me up at at b white b w h i t e comedy on Instagram. I got all my stuff up there. Cool. Well, thanks for have, uh, coming in. It was a real, real blast. Real yeah. pleasure. Thanks for introducing me to two movies I probably never would have watched on my own. <laughs> and one you will again. One I'm definitely watching. We again. we have a list of uh, we had sixty two other Nick Cage movies. Yeah, just send it to me. Just yeah, yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you all for listening. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe. If you want to chat with us, we're on Instagram at cage underscore match underscore pod and Reddit at cage match pod. Um, if you want to give us money, which is great, uh, we are on Patreon at Cage Match. And thank you to our Sparkle Buddies, Josh, Sean, Josie, Rico, Matt, and Adam. And Cage Dancers, Ira, John, Freeman, and Lance. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> that was so somber. Bye-bye. Do, bye. do it in Gary voice. <laughs> Man. Man! I don't think I can do that in Gary voice. Nick, give us a bye-bye in Gary voice. You mean your normal voice? <laughs> yeah, my normal fucking terrible voice. Bye-bye! Uh, I don't got it today. I feel like that kind of worked. Yeah. <laughs>I think I still have a picture of it saved on my phone. I'll, I'll pull it up later. We'll put it on the oh. Patreon. Yeah. The Patreon only pornography. <laughs> Something to look forward to. That's good. That's yeah. good. Thanks, Sparkle Buddies. <laughs> baby, baby moving. Are you talking about a BM? <laughs> Poop joke. <laughs> I am in the right place. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah you're you're safe here. <laughs> we're, we're all idiots in this basement. It's fine. Fair enough. Yeah, Sean, you seem fine. Nick, can you give me something? Uh, penises. Penises. Talk, talk more like we're regularly talking. Okay. Penises. Uh, intimately talking about penises. 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 Much better. <laughs> yeah.